building something really special here at Fort Lewis, and I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. It is all about Fort Lewis College Skyhawks football as we launch this debut production from the Local News Network. It is our Coach's Corner episode as we are right on the corner of college football, just on the precipice, maybe I should say, of college football here in Durango, Colorado, getting set to kick off the RMAC Conference college football season. And I am joined by Fort Lewis College football head coach, Johnny Cox. Hello. Thanks for joining us, John Grindy. And of course, a graduate transfer tight end, Joe Barreras. Thank you guys for for joining. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you for having us. This is a great setting. Yeah, what's the feeling here just being like right, right almost there on the 2023 season? Well, it's exciting. I mean, it's been a long, a lot of hard work that's gone into this process. You know, we've got a motivated group that uh, is fired up to get out there on the field again. You know, that's the thing with football. You know, you can't really do anything to show your improvement until the next season. That really counts. So we're excited about that that possibility of being able to show where we're at. Yeah. How about you, Coach? I've heard some good things about the uh, offensive improvement. Yeah, for sure. Year, year one to two is always usually your biggest jump in uh, in execution. So we're really excited about the group of guys coming back. And like Coach said, it's it's finally here. Right? It's yeah. game week. We've been we've been going through a lot of hard work to get to this point. So. Now, Joe, you are a graduate transfer. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit more later in the program. But you come in from Iowa. How has Durango treated you? Well, uh, it's been good so far. I've been out of breath most practices, is what I've learned. Still? Um, yeah. <laughs> still. He, he harps on uh, unconditioning. It is, still feels like I'm unconditioned. So I'm sure that'll cost us later this week, but um, with some with some extra running during practice. But I've loved it so far. Um, it's a great place to be. Um, you know, building something really special here at Fort Lewis. And I'm, I'm excited to be a part of it. So. That's cool. We're going to talk a little bit about the offense. We're going to talk about maybe the utilization of the tight end as well. Um, But first, let's check in on our community scoreboard as we um, see how our local high school regional community teams have started the season. Uh, It is a new era, I guess, for Durango High School football. They're under their new head coach, Matt Burton, and they had a tough way to start the season going down to Farmington, losing 39-20. to Bayfield played the Utah 2A state champs. Man, some tough scheduling to start. Yeah, that's a tough one, yeah. Maybe I'm going to ask you your scheduling. <laughs> um, Bayfield lost to uh, San Juan 61 to nothing. Good start, on the other hand, for the Montezuma Cortez High School football team. They are now 2-0. and They beat HLV Victor Iowa 64-6 to last week to... Uh, keep their momentum running. That's our community scoreboard here on the Coach's Corner. Do you have a scheduling strategy, like how you want to start competition? Well, you just want to be competitive, you know, uh, when you start the season. And I guess it depends on what your goals are, what you feel is going to be best for your team. Some people might feel feel like, hey, I'm just going to schedule a really tough non-conference so that I'm kind of prepared for my conference, um, kind of like overtraining, I guess you'd think. You know, we're we're not at that point right now. We're, we feel like our our conference is very tough, where we're just building our competitiveness and and make sure that we're uh, we're in some games that we're going to fight and hopefully win and and breed that competitiveness, bring that into the RMAC. 
Yeah. That's yeah. our strategy, really. It is year two for you. Yeah. Although really just the first year where you get everything done because that first year was so crazy. So right. given that it is year two for you, but it is the debut on Coach's Corner, maybe a little bit of introductions. What's your background? Some some Durango OGs may recognize. <laughs> well, yeah, um, I was fortunate enough to play here, you know, back in the early 90s. And, um, you know, loved the place. Uh, it was a great education. I had some lifelong friends. And... Um, it was a dream to come back, and I always wanted to be the head football coach here. So I was able uh, to have a blessed, a lot of good opportunities to coach at different levels in high school and you know, D1 college and the NFL. Uh, but got an opportunity to come back here and build the program, where I, which once was a dream for me to like, hey, can we really win here and have sustained winning? And, you know, we're part of that process. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I do see some people when I, when I played here see them around town and they're all encouraging and very positive you know and, and so uh hopefully that continues as we build this it could be a lot of fun it could be a lot of fun here yeah fort lewis college hall of famer by the way <laughs> coach johnny cox fortunate yeah how about you coach um so i grew up a, a coach's kid so my dad was a college football coach for 26 years and uh so i grew up around the game and always knew i wanted to coach i'm originally from missouri um kind of bounced around as a young kid and then uh, actually, in 2016, got hired at North Carolina Pembroke under Coach Cox. So he was the offense coordinator at the time. He gave me my first full-time opportunity uh, as an offensive line coach. So uh, that's kind of how, how we got out here. But I've always known about Durango um, and always knew how cool it was. But living here, it's, it's a whole different world. So really fortunate to have the opportunity that he's given me uh, in, this, in this coaching world. So. Those coaching circles, those coaching trees are so fascinating to me. How do you sort of, you come in last year, right? You evaluate the team, you're evaluating players, you're evaluating coaches. Yeah. At, at what point do you go, this needs to change, we need to make the, we need to put our brand on this, we need to change that. Like, how do you make those decisions? And then who do you decide to call up? Well, I mean, the, the coaching tree is, um, it's really a tight-knit group of people that you trust, you know. Uh, Durango is a small community, and so in a special community, and so I I got to make sure that we have high character coaches that, you know, aren't um, that aren't going to have a bad reflection on the program uh, throughout the community in any way. So we, we do our best to make sure that we prioritize character, and um, and also within that, making sure that hey. Uh, we're able to work together and function and, and know that, you know, we want to make sure that our kids have a great opportunity um, to graduate from our institution and we hold them to high standards. And if we kind of have the basis of those things, then you can kind of build from there as far as strategy and scheme and communication and all those things. So um, it's a really get to know you uh, sure. type of business. And you, you really, if you don't take those proper steps in the hiring, um, during the hiring process, it can be very frustrating on both accounts because the guy might come in here and just think that he can do whatever he wants, and you know it could be a it could be a disastrous that way. So if we're on the same page with that, then it, it tends to be um, a lot smoother. It is the Skyhawks football coaches corner on local news network brought to you by our generous sponsors, Skyute Casino, TBK Bank, and of course we are hosted here at the Prospector Restaurant at the Glacier Club, providing all these beautiful views. As we continue on, we are talking about football here with our Skyhawks football coaching staff. Guys, you hear the, or feel the chill in the air, believe it or not, football is just a couple days away. 
how do you feel? Yeah, uh, we're very excited. I mean, we're been working a long time for this opportunity, and uh, we get a chance to show how our improvements are, are going to be. So, uh, now I have really only heard stuff about the offense. <laughs> how do you? I'm going to put you under the microscope here. How do you feel about how the offense is going to improve in 2023? For sure, um, kind of like I said earlier, the year one to year two is usually your biggest improvement, and just a, a year under your belt of our offensive system, um, guys that have done it already for over 12 months now. So we're really excited about that for sure. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things guys will just stick to kind of the grind of it. And, hey, we're just continually practicing those same things over and over and try to perfect those and really master our craft. So we're excited to see them get out there and perform. What is your outlook offensively? Like, what is the product you're trying to put on the field? So uh, we we call ourselves the tough playmakers, right? We want to be kind of a tough-nosed offense and, um, you know, kind of perceived that way, but also the ability to get the ball to, to guys that can go make plays for us. So that's kind of our philosophy. Joe, as a graduate transfer, he's talking about guys who have had 12 months in the system. You're sort of accelerated, obviously, with just a couple months. What's the experience been like? Um, it's, it's definitely been fast. It's, uh, it's a challenge to forget a whole playbook that you've learned for four, you know, four years in a row. Um, and then you come in, and it's something completely new. But um, a lot of the system stuff, a lot of the you know, scenario, situation, those types of things um, are, are very similar to what I ran um, at Co. So um, it's been... A fairly easy pickup. I was up here a couple times in June working with Grindy, um, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, um, just getting in the playbook and, and learning about kind of the system and what's going on. So it's been a lot of fun so far, and, and you know, I'm happy uh, happy to be utilized the way I'm being utilized right now, so I can't complain. How are you being utilized? I asked Coach what his offensive strategy is. What, As a player, what is your perspective about how the tight end kind of fits into everything here? I think uh, I think the tight end is, is really kind of the ultimate tough playmaker. Um, we do a little bit of everything. It's it's a challenge, you know, for us in the run game and in the passing game. We've got to be able to be, uh, you know, the best offensive weapon on the field at, at a lot of times. Uh, you know, we're the sixth offensive lineman, but we're also the fourth wide receiver in a lot of places. So um, it's definitely uh, a good thing to be. It's a good place to be, um, and and being utilized the way you do. You just you get to be tough in the run game, hard nosed in the run game, but you also get to do some of the fun finesse stuff and catching passes and and you know getting yards and all the stats and all that stuff too so it's a lot of fun i'm not a football guy i didn't play growing up but i love that sort of chess match the, the sort of linebacker versus tight end because you talk about being the hybrid doing everything do you like that element of the tight end i mean we're in this era of football where like both the tight end and the linebacker are changing so dramatically mm -hmm. do you like sort of being that old school do everything block catch be a part of the run game, drag across the mm -hmm. middle, you know, all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I try to kind of model my games after, you know, guys like George Kittle and, and Travis Kelsey, who are two of the best in the league. And, you know, they're kind of doing it the old school way of, you know, pounding guys into the ground and, and catching 20, 30-yard touchdown passes. So um, it's a great position. And, and, you know, the way it's being utilized in today's game is, is amazing. So it's enjoyable. Now, we are looking at a, a schedule here for Fort Lewis College, which starts with a big road trip. We're getting ready to go out and play William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, tell us a little bit about the logistics of that trip. Do you schedule differently for a long trip like that than you would in like a typical RMAC conference game? Yeah, well, because of the distance, yeah. you know, that, that is the variable, really. And so, 
you know, actually we're trying something new this year where we're leaving um, at seven o'clock at night and drive through the night and then hopefully get to the hotel uh, about a two or three in the afternoon on Friday and then kind of sleep the rest of that day and try to get, you know, meetings and walkthroughs and stuff like that. And then go to the, go to the game the next day. Um, we, in the past we've left at like a long time, say uh, for a long drive, we might leave at three in the morning, you know, and we just found that, uh, kids don't sleep before they get on the bus. So they're really, you know, that's when they're, they're starting the process and, and they don't get that good night of sleep. So hopefully they get all situated in their, in their, in their, uh, bus seat and, uh, <laughs> and they're able to comfortably, uh, relax and sleep through the night that way, you know, and that's D2 football, you know, that's, that's what it is. It's the, it's the trans, uh, those are some of the greatest memories I have from, you know, going all the way to Montana and, playing cards the whole time and laughing with those guys and you know you, you don't you don't really uh know how special it is to, you don't do it anymore sure. and say like that that was a lot of fun so yeah th those guys are gonna have that opportunity this year to spend some time on the road and get to know their teammates every time i think college football head coaching is like all about logistics then you take it one step further and tell me you're worried about the sleep schedules of 20 year olds. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah. It's kind of funny how those things are like, they're so, uh, you know, Hey, we got to let them, you know, rest this much. And like, well, I, th I don't know if they're actually asleep at nine, you know, that <laughs> at least I wasn't when I was in college, but you know, all those studies are saying, are saying things like that. So I'm, I'm hoping that, um, we can preach to these guys that at least try to sleep on that bus so they can have a good day. Yeah. All right, so we're looking at two on the road. First, William Jewell College, which went two and nine last year in the Great Lakes Valley Conference, and then at Arizona Christian University, a little bit closer to home. Coaches, what do we know about these these two programs? Uh, good programs. You know, um, William Jewell's in the middle of a, um, I guess they're building a new stadium. So we're actually playing them at a local high school because they're redoing everything. So um, I feel like there's a resurgence, resurgence in their program. As far as I think they've made some really good commitments in the last few years to make sure that um, you know they're building their program the right way, and you know they're they're three years into I think their head coach was there for three years, and he kind of built it was building it up, and he left, and so then that he he left, and they promoted the offensive coordinator. Um, so it'll be interesting to see you know um, how the how the progression continues. Um, so it but they're a good team; they know what they're doing; they're sound. You know they're they they play tough, so it's gonna be a it's gonna be a very competitive game. You know, and then you go down to um, Arizona Christian, and they were in the playoffs. They had playoffs last year, so and they really they came up here and really kind of stole our home home opener. Well, not stole they actually beat us pretty badly in our home opener. So that's one of been one of the motivational things that we've been able to to tap into and hopefully play a lot better when we play those guys. So it should be good. I'll ask both of you guys this. Um, given where you are in the rebuild re year two, it is really the first full year you've had. When you go down and play play a school like William Jewell, um, is it a, a lot of film study and how we're going to attack them, or is it really about implementing what you're trying to do as the, as the Skyhawks? Well, I mean, um, we got to play our we got to play our brand of football. We got to play. Um, our style of of winning football and so that doesn't matter who you're playing against but we can't have turnovers we can't have 
uh, foolish penalties. We got to be, uh, we got to communicate well, you know, and all those things are based on our ability, you know, as a football team. So uh, we're, you know, we need to continue to get to that level um, in order for us to play our best. So it's really about us. Um, but we do have to make sure that our schemes are solid against what they're trying to do. And, um, and we're able to, to match things so that we can have a chance to, to line up and play well and be able to, uh, to compete well in the game. So all those are variables. But, I mean, I feel like last year uh, some of our foundational things um, weren't at the level that needed to be. So hopefully we've improved on that and gives us a chance to compete every single week. How about for you, Coach? How much is prep versus sort of install? Yeah, so kind of piggybacking, Coach. I'm I'm naturally a, a scheme guy because okay. coaching offensive line, there's so many factors that, that go into playing different defenses. Um, but ultimately, in the first two to three weeks of a season, it's usually the team who's not making mistakes that comes out on top. You know, and they're able to play their brand, like Coach Cox is saying. You know, we want to come out and and play really physical football and and make sure we're doing things our way and not uh, not having self inflicted wounds, so to speak. So you could you could ask Joe about it. We talk about our keys to success all the time, and it's all about protecting the football and you know taking care of business in those those aspects. Cool. Well, we're checking in on Fort Lewis College Skyhawks football on this, the Coach's Corner program on Local News Network, brought to you by Skyute Casino and TBK Bank. We do want to remind you we are here at the Prospector restaurant at the Glacier Club. They are open to the public for breakfast, lunch, and dinner in obviously a fantastic setting. Now I'm going to go down the line here. Guys, what will this first two weeks tell you? Oh, man. Got to start with me, huh? I guess. Uh, I think it tells us just a lot about how our, our football pro program has progressed in the last you know 12 months like we've been talking about. Um, I think there's an opportunity for us to be a really good football team this year. Um, and when adversity strikes I think in any football game adversity is going to strike it's just going to be how we how we respond and um, you know how we've grown in, in kind of that aspect of the game um, so I think it'll tell us a lot about you know who we are going to be and who we want to be um, and then if we have to make changes to that then you know we're going to get after it and make changes so yeah, I think uh, I think it's going to tell us a lot about the work that we have put in you know it's it's always I tell guys this all the time that it's Football is the best sport because you really can't cheat it. You know, you have to put the work in in the offseason, in the weight room, and in the film room, and on the practice field. So I think that that's probably the biggest thing it'll tell me is how hard we've been working. And we have been working very hard. So, yeah, I'm similar to these guys. I feel like it's going to be able to tell us, hey, you know, we had to, or how big of a jump do we make? And how close, um, how close are we to being where we need to be? Um, uh, we want to be one of the top teams in the conference. And so these two weeks will uh, kind of set us up to start up, start our RMAC um, schedule after these two weeks, and we can know where we need to improve to accomplish our ultimate goal. So it's a process. Um, we hope that the process is quick. You know, we'll, but we'll see. We'll see what we'll tell that within these first two weeks. Yeah, wishing these guys luck as they head out on the road. First to play William Jewell College in Liberty, Missouri on the 2nd of September. Then they're going to be in Glendale, Arizona for a contest against Arizona Christian on the 9th. And Coach talks about RMAC conference play. That will start right here at home in Durango against New Mexico Highlands University on the 16th of September. And we're going to be right back here on the 12th to talk about the start of your season and maybe those upcoming games. 
Um, and you're welcome to join us, by the way, at the Prospector Restaurant at Glacier Club. We will film here on the 12th, beginning at 9 a.m. Until the next time, Local News Network, Coach's Corner.